Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Guys, guess what? What? We've booked a live show. We've booked a Christmas show. It's on the 2nd of December at the Clapham Grand in London. Oh Yay! my God. We're going to see each other's faces. We're going to see each other's bodies and so on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just genuinely deliriously happy that we're going to see each other in the flesh. And hopefully we're going to see some of you as well. So tickets you can get from claphamgrand.com. If you're not in London, then you can also buy tickets to watch on the stream. Yeah, so anywhere in the world, it will be at seven o'clock UK time. So whatever time that is in your country, it will be streaming live. And there's two shows. We're doing two shows. So it's going to be two hours of entertainment. Two fantastic guests. The second show will be a lot drunker than the first. So, so wherever you are in the world, it's OK to get drunk because it will be drinking time in London. Join us, please. Also, because of COVID, it is now a requirement that you have to buy two tickets at a time. Now, if you're like me and you like to go to shit alone, don't worry. We can hook you up with another person that's going on their own, pair you up, make sure that your personalities match. We'll do a full psych profile and we'll get you together. How's that sound? <laughs> do you know what? That sounds perfect. If you're like Taylor and your husband will no longer go to things with you, that's Clapham Ground, 2nd of December. Buy tickets online, come to the live stream. It's going to be so much fun. Christmas show. Christmas show. Christmas show. Cool. Longest ad ever. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets you can get from Crapham Gland. Don't say that. The Crapham Gland. Oh my Our God. new sponsor. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I'm just going to undo my jeans, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to put That's a name mental. to some tits. That's lovely. Yes. <laughs> you tweezed my nipples. I didn't say you could. This is a mind fuck. This is mental. Shit, I'm gonna drink. Hold on a minute. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's another remote episode and I'm really excited to introduce our guest for this episode. She is a podcaster. She is an animator. She is Poppy Hillstead. Yay. 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 Oh, nice. Poppy. How are you Thanks, doing, guys. Poppy? <laughs> I'm all right. Slightly Good. drunk, slightly stressed, <laughs> okay. but fine. Too hot. 
as well, but everything's yeah. fine. Okay. I like a full yeah. report. You were really honest about like what's going right, what's going wrong. Yeah. What's good? I've been yeah. a little bit pissed, but let's do this. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I think that will put you in the best possible position. We, if there's one thing we've learned in these two years, it's that that will make you a very sharp thinker. (laughs) (laughs) So Poppy, we always kick off the podcast by asking, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Yeah. 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 Um, I've had quite a lot of like crime related things. I'm trying to think like the one that does spring to mind is, uh, I was coming back on the tube one night and, uh, (laughs) Basically, two guys started getting in a fight, right? Ooh. One of them takes off her T-shirt to show, you know, like, this is it. This was on the tube, by the way, I should say. <laughs> yeah. so. How does taking off your T-shirt help you win a fight? That helps you get your bag stolen. I guess he didn't have a bag. I would have been like, yoink. I mean, I wouldn't have, but yeah. somebody less moral than me. My, anyway, that's crazy. But yeah, takes his T-shirt off. So we're like, all right, this is going to be a bit of fun. And then the other guy takes his T-shirt off. Oh, my God. And it's like, all right. Are they secretly making a porno? (laughs) Possibly. I mean, that would have made sense because then the the guy, in response to that, just whips down his trousers and pants. Like, he got so overexcited. He's just like, fucking hell, let's go, like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Whips them down. Everyone's, like, being very, you know... Like we are like trying to look away and everything. I'm just like, shit, this is, this is nuts. Like, <laughs> can we have a physical <laughs> on the men? Like what are they, I mean, cause <laughs> whenever I imagine anyone taking their top off, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And that is a very, <laughs> that is a very nice thing to look at. How are That's we interesting, of... Hannah, cause mm. I go to the pastiest, pastiest white guys possible. Cause they're the ones that take off their shirts. They're like, yeah, you want a piece of this? <laughs> No, see, I feel like this is a couple trying to spice up their relationship. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, let's do it in public on a tube. Let's have oh. a big fight. Do you think <laughs> the dick guy off. is like the third? Hey, <laughs> no. I was, was that? Oh, so there's three of them. No, there's, there's two of them, but yeah. Oh, yeah, the first guy people. then got his dick out. <laughs> oh, oh, he, was... I thought there was two of them. I see. I thought a third passenger who wasn't even involved got so overexcited that he was like all right if we're doing this do you know what i'm so like big on like public conformity literally anything yeah. i'll join any queue i'll do anything so I, I, yeah i do worry that my i would be yeah in that oh, is it genital? it's genital day we gotta show our genitals <laughs> caught up in a domino effect of people whipping their clothes off on the tube ready for this fight oh my god and it would be a day when i haven't like um tweezered my nipples and all that you know like (laughs) it'd be a bad boob day Uh, i've had a lot of wine so poppy what what happened next yeah completely waylaid yeah Um, whether or not i was gonna wank to this later so carry on (laughs) what the hell happens next basically just a very like waddly fight because he doesn't have time to get his like jeans and pants off right so they're just round the ankles at this point so he's really like i don't know why he thought that would like do you know what i mean like he'd win with that because he's he was like disabling himself a bit from being able to like yeah. move around properly you would never win like that I mean, yeah. Had a fight. yeah 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 but yeah it's like he kept his trousers down yeah, yeah. Just well, there's no going like, back because you look really weak if you pull them back up. It's like, nope, I've committed. I've committed, and I was great at the three-legged race, the so I can do now this. With the trousers down. Now, you got to really go for it. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, but, obviously, oh my God. obviously, we're going to want to know: was he a winner? You were there. Was um, this a winning package? Or I'm going to be fair on him and saying it. Say it was, it was medium size. Like I, I did, I did have a quick glance. Okay. I'm, I'm, I feel awful because. On every podcast I go on, I just end up talking about dicks all the time. And I want people to know I've got I've got more to me a little bit. Only a little bit though. Well, I've been on your Instagram and you draw amazing dick pics. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean there's so much Thanks. more to them. That 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 degraded the art that is what you are doing because there's obviously a twist. So you gotta check out Puppy's Instagram. But I was like, look at these dick pics. These are great sketches. Yeah. And now you realise they come from trauma. Like that's the problem. Yeah. 
All the best art does. All the best art does. So they had a, yeah. an awkward fight, and then yeah. did you yeah. get off? I mean, the train, <laughs> <laughs> as it were. I got off, and I got off a uh, hackney, I think. I can't remember. But, yeah, never know who won. It was just a lot of falling into people awkwardly, and everyone just really trying to ignore it. But pack, oh, pack cheap, but... I was, I thought it was quite excited. Like it spiced up my my night a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny bit. <laughs> but yeah, just like if you're gonna take your trousers and pants down, spend a little bit of time getting your feet out. I reckon. Like, yeah. Just stop the fight for a second and just yeah. be like, I need to sort. Do you know the what? Shit. That's probably why they had flares in the old days. So that yeah. would that wouldn't be an issue. You could just <laughs> so that when they stripped on a whim, pull them straight out, still get your shoes on. Very they nice. They could finish the job. Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh my really? god! It is such a primal. Yeah, sorry. No, no. I'm just. I'm just like. Was it like a fist fight? Did like. Yeah, it's like a lot of pushing and slapping, which usually what. <laughs> this is this is just very erotic. <laughs> I know it's really hard, isn't it? Like, just. just this like... is the most ridiculous image I've had in my head in so long. I thank you. I thank you for bringing this gift. They were. From what I can remember, they were like a bit like you know that term skinny fat. I don't, I, do you know what I mean? Like kind of like some ribs, but then a little bit of a paunch. Both yeah, of them. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, it was very, it was very intense. It's it cool though, like a cool memory. Wow. <laughs> it is a crime, isn't it? I think that's a yeah. Crime. Well, it's a public disturbance. Yeah. It's technically obscene. Yeah. I love that. Kate is like technically. I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm on board. <laughs> Some of these squares don't, don't want to see unmanned un penises. <laughs> um, I just love the idea that they're like rolling around this carriage yeah. and all the, the commuters just like trying to look away and pretend that yeah. they're not being rammed in the face. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. mean. Like, it's just, it's the best of Britain. I, I'm going to say yeah. it. It's the best of Britain. <laughs> Oh. This is what happens when someone is so repressed they can only act on stuff when they're drunk. Do you know, if anybody is listening from the Pride of Britain Awards... I think someone's gonna Thanks. someone's gonna meet Prince William pretty soon. I think because <laughs> these guys are the best. <laughs> Did you sense that they knew each other, or was it a random altercation? I think they didn't know each other. Just at the shock of the of the reveal, like the the dick reveal. Yeah. Um, just just that that surprise. I think if it was your mate, you would be like, "Oh, he's gonna. He always does this. He's gonna get." Is gonna get it all out, but there was a there's a gasp like from the from everybody. <laughs> that this was that this had really stepped up a notch. Like, do you know what I mean? I just like in what scenario does making yourself vulnerable with your your junk hanging out, flapping in the wind, and your trousers around your ankles? In what scenario is that possibly strategically in advance? Like, what? He absolutely, do, yeah. Do, screwed his do chances. normally people go, oh, he's got his penis out. We'll all leave him alone. You're like, what? What possible outcome? It's an interesting, like, beneficial to one-upmanship, isn't it? Because it feels like, so the first guy took his shirt off. He's like peacocking. The second yeah, yeah, guy yeah. took his shirt off. And then we go back to him. And he's like, how do I? Normally, that's when you just start fighting. But he probably didn't want to fight. So he was like, oh, yeah. I've got to escalate, but I don't want to punch. So it's like a game Such of chicken. Yeah. He thought the other guy would then, like, take off his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should have done the shoes first, to be fair. Go straight for the money shot. There's a, there's a lot of, like, kind of, like, tumbling into people but you know when people just kind of even pretending that that is yeah they're just gonna try and ignore that so there was a lot yeah. of like oh god and his Jeremy. flabby ass would have been like falling into <laughs> oh, faces no. this is awful <laughs> yeah oh. but like a bit of a bit of fun there you go so <laughs> poppy <laughs> that's a great story that is a great great story like it's worth it the, it's worth it happening I'd say. I mean, I did so it as well. did it freak you out, or were you a little bit like, okay, this is happening? Like, were you scared? Do you know what? At this point in my life, I think I'd been. I I was just like, it's the same thing every day, the same commute. It spiced things up for me. I went. My heart was pounding on the way back with kind of like, this is London. Yeah, yeah so I'm alive. You, you would get that in Lincolnshire, but not on like a a packed cheap train. <laughs> not that moving transport like that. So it's very like, 
yeah, I was like, this is London. I'm in the city. This is me. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then looking back, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the time, you're like, this is life. I was like, this is like. I've yeah, made it. Edgy. I have made it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poppy, we always ask, yeah. what would you say to the perpetrators if you they were here and there's no consequences? I mean, this is a sort of unusual one because they spiced up your commute, but. Yeah, you can say yeah, anything yeah. you want, or you can ask a question. I'd be like, I'd just be like, guys, calm it down. You don't have to, if you're going to fight, just fight. Or just keep it topless. You don't have to, yeah, just <laughs> calm it down. You're getting too overexcited. Just chill out a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah. Take, your, take your trousers and pants off before initiating a fight, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> so, top yeah. tip, but also, yeah... yeah yeah, keep the dong in the pants or do it properly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my just god. Try, yeah, you know, just, How many times can ahead. you say keep it topless, guys? <laughs> Come on, like what a line. Oh. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. This case was sent in by a really lovely listener called Jim Martin, who mm. is a writer and artist himself, and he came across this story because he was researching his own book about Stalinist architecture. So, I read it, I got obsessed with it, so here we go. This case involves a woman who was considered the first supermodel of a certain country. What country was that? Was it the Isle of Wight and was it me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> was it Lincolnshire and was it me? There you go. It's not a country, but county I'm going for. <laughs> um, hmm. Was it, you said Stalin, so I'm going to go Russia. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, really good guess, and I thought that might throw some of you off. It was actually the USA. Come on, supermodels. Ah, it was Taylor. <laughs> it was me. Hey guys. <laughs> yes, I was the first. Remember my big '80s success. It was great. <laughs> okay, this is the case of Audrey Munson, and a warning to happy ending lovers. This does not have a happy ending, but it is a fascinating story. So. First, or well, second question, what year do you think Audrey's modeling career first took off? What era are we talking here? What year? Mm. Supermodel, yeah? Supermodel, I think, 80s, yeah? 90s, maybe. Yeah, fair guess. 80s, actually, Absolutely. Yeah. You hear that word? Uh-huh. Yeah. You think Taylor Glenn, 1985. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't even 10. I don't know why I'm joking. <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> Hannah, Katie, what do you reckon? Is it, um, oh, gosh, yeah, I know what you mean. I think maybe the 60s, because I don't know when the term supermodel was coined, but, mm -hmm. like, again, we always... I should just look this up. We always come back on this show to when were cameras invented. And, yeah. it's, you know... <laughs> we never have bothered to Google it between episodes. It's like maths. It's impossible. There's no point trying. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go 1960s, I think. Okay, again, a very sensible guess. Katie, any advance on this? I'm just going to undo my jeans, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Inspi inspired by Poppy's story, I'm just gonna loosen my trousers. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Then. God, that's yeah. so much. Fun. Yeah. Hey, guy. Oh. We'll do it. <laughs> Sorry. Female workers. <laughs> that Sauvignon really expands the old waistline, Katie. <laughs> I'm going to go 70s. Okay, you guys. I mean, it's a bit of a tricky question because obviously this term was not used. It's sort of in retrospect, we're saying this was the first supermodel because oh. her oh, career shit. took off in 1909. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. Yep. And the golden era of her career, it lasted till about 1920. So a bit of background. Audrey was born in Rochester, New York. Her father was a trolley car conductor. And she had an Irish Catholic mother called Kitty who divorced him when Audrey was eight because he was having an affair. So she mm. became a single mom when Audrey was eight. Now, at some point, Audrey's grandmother takes her to see a fortune teller called Gypsy Queen Eliza, who took Audrey's hand and said the following. And I kind of feel like I should do it in a voice, but I'm not sure about the voice yet. You shall be beloved and famous, but when you think that happiness is yours, its Dead Sea fruit shall turn to ashes in your mouth. 
You, who shall throw away thousands of dollars as a caprice, shall want for a penny. You, who shall mock at love, shall seek love without finding. Seven men shall love you. Seven times you shall be led by the man who loves you to the steps of the altar, but you never shall wed. She said this to a child. Well, my question is, how old was Audrey when she got this cheerful, cheerful fortune? I mean, this is kind of like she's pitching the Runaway Bride film. So (laughs) by this point, Audrey was... The way you ask the question makes it sound like it's inappropriate, like she's still eight or something. But I'm going to go 14. Very sensible, Gus. Indeed. Mm. Guys, what do you think? I'm going to go like... uh, to seven because that's what i sort of pictured a tiny little kid just like staring at this woman being like wait what boys are icky i'm not going out with seven this is about me (laughs) oh my god a kid saying to me fortune teller i don't think this is about me actually eliza Um, shit. I, I don't know. It's quite intense, isn't it? Like, mm. yeah, it's intense. a lot to lay on a kid. <laughs> yeah. Did, did anyone say eight? I'm going to go for eight. Okay. Eight years old. She was five. Whoa. Oh, what? oh, oh wow. So I think, in a little bit. I think her grandma thought it would be like a bit of fun. <laughs> she takes her into this wow. tent that was all like lit up and perfumed like at a carnival. And then she's like, okay. So, um, <laughs> I, th- I guess wow. she wrote down the words because she's like, well, that was intense. But Audrey takes this in and they keep referencing it. So she thought from that day on, her grandmother did as well, that this woman had put a curse on her. So bear that in mind as the details unfold. Oh. Um, money well spent. Thanks, Grandma. So Audrey grew up to be a towering beauty. She was very tall. So my next question is, how tall do you think she was? Bearing in mind that this is 100 years ago, what was considered exceptionally tall for a, for a woman five foot four okay <laughs> no i'm five ten five ten mm, um poppy it's go. not all numbers it's been very numerical <laughs> it's gonna get a lot less numbery in a second we can talk I'm about dicks we can talk about, about dicks numbers. <laughs> uh, five foot six there you go mm. why not uh she was five foot eight which was really tall because women in the u.s at that time very rarely exceeded five foot five really yeah so she really stood out she was very striking bloody hell i'm like i'm five eleven and a half i would be like richard osman if i was (laughs) (laughs) in so many ways Uh, you'd have a successful quizzing show yeah anyway (laughs) so yeah she she was very beautiful, obviously, but she was also super clever, very mature for her age. And her mother, Kitty, saw her potential and decided to move them to New York City when Audrey was only 17. First, she does a bit of theater. But my next question is, how do you think a modeling career got launched around this time? How did she start modeling? Wait, she's born in 1909. No, wait. No, that's when her career she's an, really takes starts off. the career in 1909. I think she was born in 1891. I didn't write that down. Sorry. I think mm. it's maybe back in the day where you could literally be like on the street and someone's like, hey, I want you for my modeling thing. It's definitely but yeah, not but my what? I want you for my what? Like, Hannah, yeah, you're right the... Hannah, you're yeah. spot on. Yes. I'm going to give it right to you. She was scouted. Wow. She was scouted what? by a photographer um, on Fifth Avenue who introduced her to his circle of artist friends and her career was launched. And it's a story very, ah. very similar to my own. <laughs> Um, so one of the artists asks her to pose naked. Oh. Was it a man or a woman? Oh, well, my gut says man. <laughs> uh, how man. old is she? She's, she's, still, 17? she's still 17. I think what it was it for painting? Bit of, well, bit of... Good question. We're going to get to that in a moment. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, I'm just going to say Blake. It's a Blake, isn't it? I think it might be a woman who has been asked to ask her by a bloke who sort of knew the Ooh. knew the optics, knew that maybe Ooh. that wasn't a good thing for oh, him. Oh, they didn't care about the optics. That's true, isn't it? No one's tweeting about that. No one's cancelling him. So. Um, it was it was a man, and the only reason I left this question is in is because I got it wrong because I just read the name of the artist and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a woman. How refreshing. Because their name is Isidore Conti, but it turns out that's a really famous male artist from Hungary, so... There you go. Stereotype sustained. (laughs) Um, 
So, Poppy, as per your yeah. question, what do you think? What the hell was she modeling for? You know, this is before mm. Seventeen magazine, even though she's seventeen. Yeah, and you can't even get swimming costumes because we know from that other case you couldn't get them until after nineteen oh. Oh no, wait, hang on. So we don't think we it could. was fashion. Maybe it's to sell like dieting pills or something, Ooh. or oh. Coca Cola. There you go. I have got nice. no idea about any. Any dates? No, I think that's <laughs> so a I'm very like, good that's guess. back oh. in the past, yeah. Maybe that's, she's just yeah, that's history. Yeah, that's I mean, history. Yeah, whatever. I've been in my stood with a coke bottle or something. Uh, or like, is it if they're asking her to be naked? Is it just porn? What she was known for modeling for were were statues, and it's funny because you never think of where do the statues come oh. from. Wow, and this is crazy because I never knew. I used to live in New York. I know half of these sculptures and I just never thought of like, was there a woman who posed for them? And it was her for so many of them. She is everywhere. Isn't it nice to put a name to some tits? That's lovely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, The first thing she posed nude for was for a sculpture called The Three Graces, which was put into the Hotel Astor Ballroom in Times Square, which was a very posh hotel at the time, doesn't exist anymore. And it's basically three naked women like just what you'd expect but when you look at it knowing that he used her for all three women it's really disturbing because they're just like their tits are identical it's really unsettling it's like why are they so the same yeah god yeah so audrey referred to the statue as a souvenir of my mother's consent which i thought was kind of cute because basically she's got this irish catholic mother who had to sort of give her blessing, like, Mom, can I do this job? It's naked. And she must have had a little bit of a dilemma on that, but maybe not. I'm not Catholic. Mm. I don't know how it works. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Of all you can get forgiven if you go to confession. (laughs) Model confession. Go on. on, Sorry, Hannah. Um, No, but also, like, as soon as you said it was, like, sculpture, I was like, oh, that's not creepy at all. So, of course, it could be, but I think that you're really playing the long game if you just want to look at a naked 17-year-old, but you then have to, like, carve her out of marble. Like, you know, (laughs) it's sort of, that feels like... It's a different kind of kink, huh? Yeah. It's still creepy and unsavoury. Do you know what, Katie? You're completely right. I'll take it all back. I was just thinking, well, there's a lot of effort to that creepiness, and I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no, God. I'm sure most of it wasn't creepy, but it's just interesting, like, when we get into some of the details, how it sort of mirrors I think because we think today. of, like, yeah, because we think of statues as, like, highbrow, because of, like, yeah. oh, it's classical, it's ancient Greece yeah. and the Romans. But wow, the detail on so those nips. So that can't possibly be abusive in any way. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, the nips on all of her statues are like, wow, somebody went, like, eater, eater with their <laughs> finger and thumb, you know? And you're like, I'm an artist, eater, eater. Anyway, <laughs> this is my understanding of art. So this is where her career starts to explode. Everyone wants Audrey to pose for their sculpture. She becomes the quintessential desired form at this time. This coincides with a huge explosion of architecture in New York because New York is really getting built as the New York that we know today. The skyscrapers are being put up. Everybody wants to make their mark. And she's everywhere. Um, That hotel isn't there anymore, but she's on the Pulitzer Fountain outside of the Plaza Hotel. I guarantee you've seen a picture of it without even realizing she's on the top of the Manhattan Municipal Building. She's in the Brooklyn Museum. There's something on the Upper West Side. She's in other states. She made it to Paris. There's sculptures of her that appeared in an expo in San Francisco. She was just everywhere. She's not in the 30 Rock one, is she? She, Because that's dudes in that fountain. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that, yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it Freak Likes trying to catch a ball or something? <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> I don't think there's any Audrey's in there, but yeah. <laughs> God, she's all over the place then. Imagine that. She's she everywhere. And what's crazy is this, there's been like a renewed interest in this case, mostly because of podcasts and people telling stories, but she, oh. all the articles are like the forgotten story of Audrey Munson. It's like, how could we forget this woman who posed for every sculpture that's everywhere? Yeah, but, she's everywhere. Mm. Yeah, one article started with she's everywhere and she's nowhere. Very deep. So she became known as Miss Manhattan. And as much as it might seem that her success was down to her beauty and that everybody sort of admired her figure, when you dig a little bit deeper, which by that I mean like not just Wikipedia, I read other other shit for this. (laughs) 
She had a crazy, crazy work ethic. She worked seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And the other thing I discovered is that she was really cheap to hire. So my question is, what do you think she charged per hour for her services? Again, it's 100 years ago in American dollars, so I know this is a little tricky, but what do you reckon? When you say she's working constantly, she's just stood naked, just stood. (laughs) Imagine that being your job. No. That's mental. Imagine that, yeah, just then going down a mine and just saying to some miners, God, I've been at work all day. <laughs> just standing. I <laughs> standing think that, unfortunately, it feels like she probably doesn't have an agent. Because I always feel like with all the work I do, I feel yeah. like unless I had an agent, I'd do it for 40 to 50p. Like, you know, they, you've got to have that, that essentially yeah. a middleman as well. And because she's female, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like, 20 cents an hour or something mm-hmm. yeah god knows what, but mm. didn't, when she got scouted she didn't get an agent that was just a photographer that scouted her if she was the first model like that the first like supermodel for thing maybe there wasn't such maybe such a thing I, didn't yeah exist. i'm not sure she mm. had rep most of the accounts seem to be about like her mother's there for the deal but i'm not sure she's really oh. looking out M- oh, okay. type thing is that how you say it? Momager? Or something? Oh, momager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Momagers. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it oh. funny as well how I'm like, oh, it would be great if she had an agent. And then you have people like Max Clifford and stuff. It's like women have always been fucked over by people that are supposed to be representing them. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that may not have helped. But God, yeah. 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 I'm trying to think how much. I don't know the, I don't know the rate. I don't know the rate. Yeah, of, we don't have enough. It's a tricky, it's a tricky question. Just because there's so much to get through, I'm gonna say Hannah George. You were really close, but Ooh. closer with your joke about I do it for forty to fifty p. She got fifty cents an hour, which oh, is God. equivalent to fifteen dollars an hour today, which is so not a lot of money. That's about ten. What would pounds. she have got for waitressing like at this time? Um, I'd imagine it would be around the same. I'm just okay. guessing, but it's very okay. little for, again, you think about like, what would a life model get paid today? Like it's a little yeah. bit better than 15 bucks an hour. Well, especially if you're, you know, if you're in an advert, you get, or you used to get like, you know, all the re- residuals. returns. Yeah. Residuals. Yeah. So like every time someone goes to that statue, you should get another She's <laughs> getting no fucking residuals from her. Yeah. Do you think she gets the money from the fountain boobs. that people, if people like throw? <laughs> that's what it's yeah, that's hers. That's the tip. Waddling in there. In the fountain. So do you think, based on all this, do you think she had good self-esteem? Ah, she she would have been miserable. Especially if she's fishing in the fountain for... uh, I'm I'm believing that now. (laughs) Everyone would know it was you as well. They'd be like, that's that's her, there. Why are you... What? What? There's another quarter. Go get it. You are the statue. What? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, rock bottom self esteem. You think she's a bit miserable? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you, people that do nude stuff are either so confident and comfortable in their bodies mm. or experiencing trauma. <laughs> she might not be super confident and comfortable in her body. Also, mm. she's if she's carrying a curse from the age of five. <laughs> right, she's waiting for all of her success to turn to ash in her mouth. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah. yeah. Well, this is That's exactly really it. So, so much of what the fortune teller foretold came true. And it's almost like if you tell a kid that they're going to be shit, it's a self-fulfilling it's- prophecy. Self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah. that's the word. But Katie, you were also saying something about how she felt about herself. And I, I found this a bit sad. She once commented while looking at a statue of herself and said, oh, it's just far, far lovelier than I could ever be. So she oh. was intimidated by her own representation. Wow. And the thing is, she her figure was manipulated in men's hands, basically. So they took liberties with like, they took a bit off here, they added a little bit there. It was like the first airbrushing to happen. So she was kind of faced with this going like, oh, you made me look so better. So she- You tweezed my nipples, I didn't say you could. (laughs) You took the hair off, Paul, leave it in. (laughs) 
God. Yeah, so crazy. she's also spending money like crazy. So whatever money she makes, she's throwing it away. Her mother's getting worried about her. And she has this series of failed relationships. She has marriages called off. So again, it's like, thanks, fortune teller. As in, like, they're at the altar or they just get called off? No, she received a letter um, from one of the guys. There's, like, a few break. There's so much detail in this case, honestly. Like, there's oh. all these breakup stories. It's, it's very sad. So they're oh, dumping my. her, though. They're yeah. dumping her. Yeah. So she gets it's, dumped seven times. It's probably because she like actually seven. She probably calls them like oh. come come on in number four. It's like that's not <laughs> that's not a great way to start a relationship. Number eight. You, now it's fine. I'll be fine yeah. now. Number eight. But also like her Tinder profile would have the statue picture, and they'd be like this, <laughs> just over and over again. Your tits are not actually this firm. Um, yeah, this looks like five years old. Am I right? <laughs> Aye, aye, aye. Drunk women solving crime. Exciting news, Klaxon. Burp, burp. That's a Klaxon. I used to think the word Klaxon was from Star Trek, by the way. Anyway, CrimeCon, the world's number one true crime event, is coming to London in June 2021. So come along and get inside the criminal mind. How often can an event offer that? I mean, hardly ever, right? Also, learn from leading criminologists, immerse yourself in forensic evidence and delve deeper into unsolved crimes. And meet your favourite true crime podcasters. (coughs) (laughs) CrimeCon is the ultimate true crime weekend and we will be there all weekend. So come and join us, quote, DWSC and get a 10% discount. Limited tickets are on sale now. For more information, visit crimecon.co.uk. Crimecon. 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 Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Okay, oh, Audrey decides she's done with this. She's done. She moves somewhere. Where does she move? Oh, God. Well, I suppose like. LA, sorry. She, she's, ev- she's everywhere, isn't she? So she's going to want to get away from her, her statue selves. Because mm. it's a bit creepy, yeah. isn't it? Um, Tokyo. There you go. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. It's not, but I have a sense she would have had a happier life if she had done that. Katie, yeah. you are correct. She Yay. moves to fucking Hollywood, which never turns out okay. Oh man. Yeah. So in the, in 1916, she stars in a film called Inspiration, which causes a huge scandal. Any guesses why it caused such a scandal? Uh, Did she show a hairy nipple? <laughs> It, it can't be that she's naked because um, Annette Kellerman was the first nude in a film. Oh, yeah. Oh, she my lights. Um, <laughs> Polly. Polly. <laughs> Dolly. Polly. Are <laughs> <laughs> you right, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> 
Tyler's gone. What's happened? I haven't done this. I never do this on Zoom. This feels really good. <laughs> Poppy, I'm so sorry. Your name is right fucking there too, and I just <laughs> I like Dolly. Dolly, I'm like I might just take that. Dolly, Polly, Dolly Hills. <laughs> do you have any thoughts? <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Okay. I have forgotten the question. What was the question? So What's the scandal that this, she's in this film oh, and it causes a scandal? Katie, it is that she was naked, and this is interesting because I remember you saying from that other case that Annette Kellerman was the first nude, but this claims that she was the first nude in a film without pornographic intent, so I don't know if... Oh, man, we need to get to the bottom of this. What? So she's... What? People are freaking out because she's not being porny in the film. It's just, she's just naked. Like, well, there or was, it is uh, the porn industry goes way back. Come on, come on, Poppy. You know all about this. The porn industry goes back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Since yeah. there was film, since there were drawings. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But this is like a mainstream film. This is like, we're all going to go to the cinema and there's a naked woman in it. Um, right. And it was a bit of art imitating life because she played a model who right. falls in love with her sculptor. Oh. So yeah, oh, okay. and fun fact: a group of high school students <laughs> tried to go see the film, and then it got shut down by protesters. And they're like, "Oh man!" And they all got sent home. And I just thought, oh. Oh. "It's so oh. funny that would happen in 1916." <laughs> like, that's great. Down with this sort yeah. of thing. Some things never change. I guess we'll just go see the statues again. God damn it! <laughs> okay. I've got, right. Was she just naked in the in the film? That was it. So she's, people are freaking out because she's naked in the she's film. She's just standing naked. There's all these stills of her, and she's literally just posing for a sculptor. It looks like she, a really boring film. She's I, naked everywhere, though. They're getting freaked out of that, and then they go outside, and she's just I all know. over the place. Just a, Yeah. Well, these rules are it. inconsistent. It's, it's very weird. Um, I'm sorry to bring this back to the Titanic, yeah. which I always do, but I always remember my friend when we were like, so this was in, like, what, 1997? She wasn't allowed to... By her mum, she wasn't allowed to see Titanic because there was a nipple in it. And Is that there was, a nipple in it? Yeah, there was Kate Winslet's wow. nipple. You saw her nipple. But that's a drawn, that's a sketch nipple, isn't it's, it? it? I think it might have even been a sketch nip. And I always remember talking to her in the girls' bathroom about that and just being like, wait, what? Like, you've got nipples. Like, what? Yeah. 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 You've got <laughs> How is that taboo? That is so funny. And to be fair, like most of the sex scenes that I think my parents protected me from, they're so female heavy. Like I'm basically just watching a naked woman get like hit against a wall. That's what most of the scenes are. Like none of them taught me at all about things that I was interested in. I don't know. Okay. I love being hit against a wall. (laughs) Well, I didn't know that that was nice until later. Is that why it's called a stud wall? (laughs) Just a little bit of DIY humour for all the lads listening. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm deliberately being sexist. Women can do DIY. I can't believe I called you Polly and Dolly. I feel so bad. Still thinking about that. I'm really so tipsy for like, this one. I'm sorry. It. Okay. Can't believe it. I'm on track. I'm on okay. track. We're not going to lose this. Her career starts to tank. Surprise, surprise. She's getting too old for Hollywood because she's 27. So that'll happen. Oh, shit. There are some no. signs that she wasn't doing very well mentally. Specifically, she started compulsively writing letters to the State Department accusing people of being German sympathizers during oh, the God. First World War. Okay. But in these letters, she would accuse specific people, but then also say, also, my career is going really badly, and it's because I've been blacklisted from the industry. So the oh. State Department would be like, we can't really look at this right now. There's a war. Just- God, okay. Yeah. Just adding that wow. in then. Ironically, <laughs> one of the men that she accused happened to be a really wealthy, influential bachelor. So when he finds out that she's tried to throw him under a bus, he literally does blacklist her from oh, Hollywood. Shit. So she kind of okay. created her own, like, oh, it's just self fulfilling prophecy. This is a mind fuck. This is mental. Oh, God. Now, guys, this is a true crime podcast. So far, no crimes, right? Here's mm. the crime. Oh, yeah. Here is the crime. So, I mean, apart from being gorgeous, <laughs> I've been and accused being exploited. Of <laughs> oh, arrested God. many times. She moves back to live with her mother in New York because there's no work for her in California now. So That is a crime. Yeah. A neighbor called <laughs> Dr. Walter Wilkins 
<gasps> Anything oh. you want to confess, Katie? Long lost relative? Wow, I wonder if it's a relative. You're going to hope it's not. I bet it isn't. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think it is. Doesn't sound like it. These are the New York Wilkins. You're the... If, you know, if we have a common ancestor, it's way back. Yeah. You're the Midwest Wilkins. Okay. Dr. Walter Wilkins is a neighbor and he becomes obsessed with Audrey. So poor Audrey, like her career is tanked. She's back living with her mother and this creepy neighbor is just stalking her, like won't take no for an answer. He's a married guy, but he only has eyes for Audrey and he just won't let it go. Is Audrey... They would n none of the Wilkinses in my family would ever do that. I don't <laughs> think so either. I don't think so either, Katie. They're Honestly, they're more repressed than me. <laughs> so he just doesn't let up. He keeps coming to the house. She says no. He's asking her out, stalking her, stalking her. This is where the crime happens. So what do you think the crime is? You said oh, there's not God. a happy ending. There is so I think I think Mr. Wilkins didn't get a, didn't get his girl. That's really sad. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Obviously, I think he murdered her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, murder, pushed her down the stairs, done something. Oh, God knows. It's is I'm it going to be like a kidnapping and a rape and then a murder? Oh, is it dark, dark? Triple whammy. I mean, it's funny because now I have to answer. No, Kitty, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually a bit of fun. No. No, what what he does is he murders his wife. Whoa, oh, fucking hell. What, <laughs> what the fuck? That's because in no way lighter. Yeah. That's still horrendous. Because if you can't get the gal, take out the middleman because that's the problem. And it's not that you're a stalker. Oh, wow. wow. So That's nuts. And now I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey. <laughs> Ready to mingle. <laughs> Terrible. So Audrey has nothing to do with this, but because investigators find out that Dr. Wilkins was obsessed with her, they track oh, her down to find out if she was behind this. Did she put him up to this? And obviously she's got this Ugh. past, so she's, oh, she's kind no. of famous and retired, and so there's a lot of press around all of this. Oh, um, shit. Question, is she charged with a crime? Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, it's God. easier for them to do that than to accuse a rich doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm crazy lady's going to take the rap. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, that's ironic, isn't it? If he kills his wife to want to be with her and then she gets sent to jail. Or even killed by the state. Shit, I'm going to drink. Hold on a minute. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, we drink. need more drinks. Oh, guys. <laughs> we've had, such, we've had some really happy ones, and now I've just, I've brought a tragedy, and I'm really sorry. It's true crime. It's true crime. Dolly, I'm so sorry, Dolly. <laughs> we got to roll with the punches. <laughs> so here's the thing. She's not convicted of a crime. He is convicted of murder. Is she accused of a crime? She's what not. The she's never charged. She's never charged okay, okay, with so anything. I'm wrong. There's no evidence. Mm. Um, okay. But it's almost, I don't know how this is more frustrating, but it just goes to Mud show sticks. what it's like being a woman at this time. He's convicted of murder. He's sentenced to death. And then he kills himself in prison. Wow. Shit. Okay. But the publicity oh around this just yeah. absolutely puts the nail in the coffin of any chance of a career she ever had. There's just all this sensationalized right. stuff like caught up, yeah. fallen model, caught up with da 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 da. Mm. Yeah. So it's almost like she takes the hit, the hit. even though all she yes. was was a victim of his advances. Um, yeah, oh. yeah. So things, things get really hard for her. Um, she tries to kill herself at age 39 with poison, doesn't, doesn't succeed. When Audrey is 40, she goes somewhere. Where do you think she ends up? Oh. I'll go somewhere. For some reason, I see, I see her in the UK. I don't know why. I think maybe she gets on a... I'm thinking Europe, you know. I'm thinking, like, maybe she goes to Italy to meet the Pope and get blessed, get rid of this curse. Mm. <laughs> or does she go yeah, back maybe to people... the fortune teller? Sorry. Sorry, Dolly. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, back to the back to the fortune. I'm trying to think what I'd do if I was there. I'd probably just, I'd probably just go on the run. I don't on the run from what because she's not been accused of anything. But I'd disappear maybe. Yeah, yeah. You mm. want to get away from all the press and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. What's really sweet is I think you just wrote a much better story for her. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> no, lovely. No, I know. She ends up getting committed to an asylum. Um, oh. oh. 
question, who puts her there? Not her mum. I mean, her mum's the only one left in the story, really, isn't oh, she? Oh, come on, Audrey's mum. I know, which is... It, it fascinates me. I couldn't find much about it, but she was so insistent on it and said she was depressed, she was hallucinating, she was delusional. But they did evaluate people back then. To you know, It wasn't just the family going, like, we want this to happen. There was an evaluation yeah. process. Yeah. And not much turned up in the evaluation, but the judge said, no, we'll go with what the mother thinks. And she's oh put God. in the asylum. And she probably did need some emotional support, but it was probably oh, she like... she 100% needed therapy. Like, she was yeah. traumatized. Even six sessions of CBT would have been a little <laughs> bit more helpful. Or just like a hug. <clears throat> yeah, a anything. Hug. Not asylums. So... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so Shit. sorry. I've brought such a sad case here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know what the takeaway will be, but we'll find it. Yeah. So Audrey lives out the rest of her days in the asylum. She goes in when she's 40 years old. Um, how long do you think she lives? How old is she when she passes away? Hmm. This is 60. Ooh, so that's 20 sorry, years, yeah. isn't it? That's mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 60. That sounds the right kind of like time yeah. frame, doesn't it? Okay. God, 20 years in the asylum. Shit. I, I mean, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> I'm already like, fuck, where? Yeah, I'm committed to this. <laughs> Just going with it straight away. God, she's had a shit life already, hasn't she? She's only 40 and she's had like an absolute crap life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. all the young like versions of her are all like statues everywhere. That's fucked up, isn't it? That's really yeah. weird. Um, I don't so think she lasts that. I think maybe she dies at like 41. <laughs> maybe. I just don't think it's the right place for her. I th I, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have to assume it wasn't. But this is just such a crazy end to this case. Again, especially for the era where she was born. She lives to 104. <gasps> what? what? The f oh, mate. She, she's in the asylum torture. for 64 years, longer than, she, longer than she was out. She's like wow. a bionic woman. Like, she's taller she... than everybody else, and then she lives to 104. <laughs> and then no roots out of the asylum. Can they not go, oh, you seem fine now? Yeah. What, like... What when her mum dies, she can get out of there or something? Yeah. I her mum is actually 137. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if there was a bit of, by this point, it might have been a comfort. It might have been like, actually, what? I'm fed, I'm safe, there's nothing more for me out there. Yes, I don't know. stability. I don't know. If it's not a horrendous one, she's not being having electric shock treatment all the time, it actually might have been kind of nice. Well, they must have yeah. treated her relatively well for her to be alive until 104. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's really, when I hit that detail, I was like, oh my gosh, this case just gets, it's just baffling um yeah. one nice thing is that her mother dies and she didn't have many other people in her life but this long lost relative discovers that she is this great aunt in this asylum in new york and she starts visiting her when she's 93 so for the rest of her days oh. she had this niece that suddenly went you're my aunt and came oh. and started visiting her wow yeah that's nice so yeah i know this is like a super sad case but in a way <laughs> Sometimes when we look at these ones, it's like, God, if this woman had just been treated better by yeah. the system and by yeah. people mm -hmm. and the patriarchy yeah. didn't like shit all over her. She's this bionic, amazing woman. Because you mm. you're right. You never think about that, do you? About the fact that like statues are real people or like the women are real people. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if women are real. <laughs> Come on. Was the yes. Statue of Liberty a real woman? I don't remember. I was going to say I don't woman. think so, but... Huh. got to be some My, um, kind of should, should we actually learn this or just pretend we're going to learn this? <laughs> Apparently my granddad is in a statue. Really? Really? What? Yeah. My mum's dad, he's Scottish, and he was in the army in the Second World War. And the, apparently his regiment were all like wherever they were. And a sculptor came past and they all had to stand in a row. And he like, the sculptor looked at everybody and went up and down. And he came back to my granddad, Francis McGee. And he was like, he picked him and he picked two others. And they had to pose for these sculptors. And it's, oh, I can't remember the fucking name of it, but it's in Scotland. Wow. wow. You can go 
go and see it. And it's these three soldiers. Um, Katie, that's fucking insane. Google it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's not definite, but it's like so his nose. Like, it really looks like him. Oh, right. I'm kind of wanting a statue of me now. That's the wrong thing to take away from the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to be everywhere naked. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if we had a little bit more say in our statues, yeah. except I would tell them to manipulate, I'd be like, can you take. Can you just take that away? Can you just... Uh, I also worry that if there was a naked statue of me, it would just get, like, pulled down because people would be like, this is offensive in a whole different way to, like, the statues that are being pulled down at the moment, rightly. They would... They'd just be like, we can't, you know, we're trying to enjoy a meal at Strada by the docks. We don't want to look at that. We will I, I'd protect it. I used to be obsessed with dinner date when I moved here. Like I would just drink wine and watch dinner date and it was the best, best nights of my life. And this guy goes on this date with this woman who's obviously super posh. Like she's got this houseboat in the Thames and she's just mm. very, very, she's like, oh yes, I did a little semester abroad, blah, blah, blah. But she had a naked sculpture of herself and she's like, yeah, I just wanted to like capture myself. <laughs> So wow. don't forget. Wow. Yeah. But Shit. now I kind of wish that I had captured myself at some okay, point. Okay, I've got it. It's in the 80s when I was a supermodel at age nine. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, what's up? It's the Commando Memorial. Hey. Oh, wow. And it's in... Um, Would I say commando? Is that what you're saying? They did, yeah, commando. They didn't have like any the, pants like on. the nude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I want a statue a of those dudes fighting in the tube. That would be a great statue. I can show <laughs> you. I can do a bit like, of sculpting. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Wow. That's so like, cool, yeah. We're totally posting this. And thank you for finding a sort of happier ending to this case. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Statues, <Right>. yeah. <laughs> he was traumatized in a whole different way. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. This is a listener crime. Oh, um, yeah from Vanessa, one of our loveliest listeners who's from Australia. And she, I have to tell you, in a way, there's a resolution to this crime. So I want you to try to solve it, but it's almost like a riddle. We'll see what happens. It's, okay. <laughs> years ago in the 90s, that was just five years ago, Vanessa. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, God. While my bike was out of action, I needed to take the bus home from work. As I boarded, I acknowledged the driver, validated my ticket, and took the newspaper that the driver had offered me and found a seat. So it was the driver's newspaper mm. offered to her. The second day, I didn't wait for him to offer the paper. I just took it. But he didn't protest. By Friday, one of the regular passengers told me to give the paper back to the driver. It's not part of the bloody service, you know. Poor guys paid for that and you just nick it. Oh, my God. Other okay. passengers were staring and nodding in agreement, apparently annoyed by my behavior. So I'm going to leave it there. What do you think happens? Okay, what was that? So she gets on the bus. Mm -hmm. He gives her a newspaper, is he it? He does indeed. And she takes it. She takes it. Oh. It's a gift. Let me have a but then she proceeds on several more journeys to just assume it is hers and she takes it. What, is it left somewhere or is he just still holding it out and she's just taking it? No, I don't think he's so, I don't think he's offering it. I think it's like sat next to him and she's like the second day he wasn't done with it. Oh. Well, oh the first day he thought she was somebody else. I know, I know. Oh I know. poppy nose. Oh go on. Different driver. Ooh. Mistaken yeah. identity. <laughs> yeah. I always do you know what my favourite thing in life is? Is when you see two bus drivers drive past each other and give them give them a little wave. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it cute? And when they don't, That's I'm like, what the fuck has happened there? Yeah. Because yeah. someone's Ooh. upset someone. There's yeah, some bad blood. Somebody dropped their trousers drivers. on the bus and tried to fight. <laughs> That's what's up. I think of all the yeah. like um Yeah, of all the people that is not gonna be reading the the newspaper at the same time as you on a bus it's the driver mm. so i don't think she did anything wrong <laughs> yeah is, well, that what, is there more to the story or is that well, there is there's there's a resolution but i just okay. kind of it's it's almost like a riddle oh. I this is like something that happened to me when i was a kid really shall i tell you yeah. yeah 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 okay so when i was 10 or 11 i was in chess club you guys yes please <laughs> yeah oh my god that's amazing I still and, don't know how to um, play chess. And um, I was—I once got to second in the chart. Anyway, so this was an after-school club, and it turned out that you were supposed to bring snacks. 
Uh-oh. But I didn't know that. So I looked around the room and I saw everybody eating what looked like biscuits. And then I saw a plate of biscuits in the middle of the room. Yeah. And I assumed everyone had helped themselves to one of these biscuits. Of so I helped myself to a couple of these biscuits. And then the teacher came back in the room and said, who's eating all my biscuits? <laughs> and I was the only one. And everyone went, Katie ate your biscuits. Because <laughs> I didn't know that they weren't for everyone. I just that's what everyone was eating Aww. and then I was in so much trouble for eating the biscuits I love shouldn't that. have been in trouble this is what pisses me off that's yeah. an injustice just like Audrey Munson like for fuck's sake listen, hear me out uh, yeah it's like your life was sad enough you were in chess club <laughs> <laughs> to be fair just, just, just to sort of like tell everybody now I am actually a chess champion I was the chess champion Ooh. of my school so big on chess wow. still play I never play. got to champion I only got to number two so if, you, if you nick the Puppy. fucking biscuits mate help me yeah. out do you play chess <laughs> political um, I'm trying to think if I put that I can I can vaguely play chess oh but my, my school was <laughs> a little bit I'll teach you it's alright I'm trying to think <laughs> there was something that happened at my school which is not related but it kind of reminds me of it where a school story oh, is always God. welcome this is this is horrific. So I saw my Ooh. mate at the door, right? I was doing an exam, right? Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> it's just a GCSE mock or something. <laughs> just but, a huge exam, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went to the door and I was talking to him about... So he was going to give me some caterpillars for my birthday. I don't really know how to explain that, but he'd got them in like <laughs> a, a, a little pot thing. And I was like, all right. And then my my mate had been taking the piss out of me and was like, Poppy, get get back here like that. And I was like, oh, shut up like that. And then I heard this voice go, Poppy, sit down. And I went, oh, fuck off like that. And then I turned around. Everyone was like, oh. And they were like, you just told Miss Butler to fuck off. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, where is she? And they were like, she just walked out. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I just told the teacher to fuck so off. So she did fuck off. And she was off. just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went wow. and I was like, I'm really sorry. And she was like, yeah, it's all right. And I was just like, what? It's, this is the power I have. This is amazing. <laughs> I just fuck <laughs> off like that. 15 years old or whatever. That's oh, amazing. God. There you go. That's what confidence gets. I mean, it's not confidence, is it? Oh, <laughs> no, that's mate. good. I should have styled it out with Mr. Hart. <laughs> yeah, just gone off. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, your biscuits get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, I knew this would just bring up some jolly school stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I accidentally, I accidentally stole two things. We had to pay for milk. You guys probably did that until Thatcher said no. She stole the milk. Yeah, but I very famously. I remembered in my head like, oh, my mother. Wait, has she paid? But I already had the delicious chocolate milk in my hand, and it was allocated to whoever had you paid. You got chocolate milk. We Man. just got plain milk. We got chocolate mm. milk if we wanted it. It's full of extra oh. nutrients. God, America is so lucky. I know, but so I'm there with my straw, I mean, like whoa, <laughs> slurping. Oh. And then they're like, hang on, hang on, where's, where's William's milk? William is missing his chocolate milk. And I was like, and it was the first time that I like didn't fess up. I just sat, I'm like, just drink it, Taylor. Just keep the straw in your mouth and keep sucking. Just keep sucking the milk. William's in a diabetic coma. And to this day, like, I can't enjoy chocolate milk. Like, I think I would love it. But if I drink it, I'm like, you are a thief. Oh, so, no. It wasn't your fault. Yeah, and then one time I brought, we used to get these amazing Halloween bags. Like, this group would come around. And I don't know if they were Scientologists or farmers, <laughs> one or the other. And they'd come around with these packs of sweets. And they were amazing. It was, like, so much candy in a bag. And I accidentally nicked somebody's bag like they hadn't touched it. So I had like double candy. And oh. I did bring it back because I remembered the chocolate milk affair. I'm like, I'm going to be the better person. And yeah. like the kid barely thanked me. They looked at me like, oh, oh no. I was like, oh. like, you should have kept, kept it. it. Yeah. OK, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've dragged this out too long. I apologize. So here's the resolution. Things were looking grim, but thankfully the driver finally spoke up. He thanked them for their concern and informed them that it was okay because he was my father. Oh! What? Oh! 
Oh, what I'm a confused. twist! What a twist! <laughs> so it was the same guy the whole time. It's the same guy the whole time. It was her dad, and it was her dad. Right. She got falsely accused. This is as good as making a murderer, right here. This is. <laughs> so all the passengers were like, "She's taken his newspaper." Yeah, didn't know. But he didn't mind. He didn't mind. Didn't know it was her daughter. Called her out. <laughs> you little cunt! <laughs> Stealing a good man's paper. Wow. He's got those difficult kids at home. We all know about him. <laughs> he talks about him, but he's been very quiet about them this week. Right. Oh man, she really like phrased it like a riddle. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't help myself. And I was like, like it's so. like it's like that riddle when like oh um a, a boy is in a car. The doctor. Goes, the doctor. Yes, yeah, Katie. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that one. It's just that his boy and his father are in a crash, and then somebody goes to operate on the boy and says, "I can't operate on him. He's my son." Yeah. How is that possible? And in the nineties. <laughs> Couldn't, yeah, no one said it's his mom. It. Now, women couldn't be doctors. I would hope that now kids would be like, so it's his mother or his other yeah. dad? Like, uh, but how, I can, how can a nurse do surgery? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being really sexist in this episode. And that is a fantastic segue. So, Polly, Dolly, Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever you prefer to be called. Can you please tell us what the hell have you got going on? We know you have a podcast, so tell us about that and anything else that you would like to plug. Um, Yeah, I've got a a podcast called uh, Poppy Hillstead Has Entered the Chat. And it's me going into chat rooms, having real conversations (laughs) with people, and then me and guests reenacting them. So exhausting to do. Maybe fun to listen to. Who knows? <laughs> it's so good. It's really a brilliant. It's a brilliant podcast. And like, there's the, oh, what was the song you like? Did a song and you put it on Twitter, and that oh, it, yeah. that really made me laugh. I feel I've done. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I make up songs with the people in the chat room, and they're always like, it's weird. It's so weird because people are so desperate to get into a sexy conversation with me. It's like I'll give them a like an obstacle course of just like, oh, you know, to you know. I want you to pretend to be Eric Idle and then they're like, oh God, okay. Like that and just like <laughs> pretending to be him. <laughs> or like, yeah, we, we had like a, yeah, I made up a Bruce Willis song with someone and it was quite, that yeah. was it. <laughs> oh. It was, it went, it, it was a journey, yeah. But yeah, I'm just doing the, the second series at the moment, which is out in awesome. November. So yeah, watch the first cool. one and then I've got the second one. Watch the one on about, listen it. to it. <laughs> And where can awesome. we find you? Can we find um, you on Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram. And then if you want to listen to my podcast, it's on um, Acast or iTunes or wherever. Super. I don't know where it is. It's everywhere, isn't it's it? It's out there. <laughs> it's on things. Poppy Hillstead has left the chat. Thank you so much. You've been an amazing detective. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much. We've been Drug Women Solving Crime, and this has been Poppy Hillstead. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.